Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. It's your boy, Kyle, here as always, the hat. Here to have a good time, have uh, some fun here on the Ono oh Disc Golf Podcast. As always, I'm going with my best friend in the entire world, the bald Mr. Eric Wolverton. Not looking very bald today. Nope, I still haven't shaved. How's it going, everybody? Hopefully they're doing well. Yeah, I forget they can't answer. You can always be like, hope your day is going well, whatever, you know, things, bright, bright thoughts. Bright thoughts. Wishing everybody bright thoughts. Ooh. Eric, what's your tangent of the day? Take your significant other out disc golfing. And throw bad shots when you take them out. It'll make them feel better. Hit some trees, even if you do it on purpose. Maybe you aim for a tree and you miss and something cool happens. But, yeah, just uh, get them going. Guys, girls, whatever. They, them, anyone. All of it. Just uh, get get your get your couples couples disc golfing. I actually have a couples bracket that I just joined with my fiance. So, Fun. Yeah. Playing against a lefty, a really really hard throwing lefty. I don't know what his fiance is like, but I know what he is. Not much of a tangent, but advice. No, I like it. Advice. If you. Can't get enough of us every Wednesday. Head on over to our link tree. You can find links to our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our TikTok, our YouTube, and our Patreon. Thanks to our Patreon supporters. You guys are awesome. We have tons of stuff on all of our social media accounts. So check them out. You can also... Head on over to our merch store, which is teespring.com slash stores slash Ono Disc Golf. We got t-shirts and masks and hats. You can use the code Ono for free shipping. Also, head on over to starframediscs.com and use code Ono for 5% off. Buy some discs. We know you want to. Or disc golf apparel. Yes. Apparel, 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 apparel. Kyle, what are we talking about today? Eric! Today, we're talking about our disc golf weeks, the Clash at the Canyons, and we have a very fun top five for you guys today, our favorite 2021 tour series molds or discs, whatever you want to call it. There's a lot of good signature series that came out this year, so. Ten, apparently. There's more good ones, but these are the best, best of the best. Our favorites. Mm-hmm. Top five. So some pretty exciting news. If uh, you're in the in or around the Tri-City area of Michigan, uh, Cairo Disc Golf Course is getting kind of a revamp. It's still not going to be like anything special. It's still just going to be a nine hole, but they are doing a lot with it to make it better. Just in, better in the long run. No chance. Last less chances of hitting kids and... Um, some actual like really long holes and you're not driving over asphalt the whole time. So, so I got to meet up with the guy who kind of designed it and I've played a couple run throughs of it, of the new design and gave him my, what I would change of it. So I think, I think really only two holes, pretty sure, pretty sure two holes. I'm going to get pictures of them later, but it's been hot and 
not fun outside. But yeah, I think two holes are almost designed by me, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Eric, designs a course. Nope. Nope. Don't tell him that. That's a lie. But I just want to give Eric, a shout designed out. Designed course. Sean Smith. Stamp that on there. Sean Smith, he's been uh, the main guy in pushing disc golf through in Cairo, I guess. I just found this out ever since late 90s, I think he said. Wow. He's been like, you know, doing what he can to get a disc golf course built. And I think, I can't remember. He told me when it went in, but I don't remember the exact date. He's been doing everything he can to keep the keep the Carroll course alive because a lot of people have wanted to tear it out of their ground. So, yeah. Thanks, Sean. Smith, you the man. Good dude for the sport. Yeah. It's always good to hear that a um, less than perfect course going to see improvements. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, going to try day. to um help out because he was he's mad because nobody wants to put in t signs and so i'm going to try to design some t signs and hopefully get them out there even if they're just like super simple just to give people an idea because right now their t signs are literally just a post and then a mailbox number like nailed on it mm. and it's all pretty open so it's not like it's super hard but i just think it looks that much better when you have a t sign and to kind of show you at least like a line. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. I said, even if it's like a, like a, you just painted figure. the general shot yeah. shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to see what, what it'll take to kind of design it. Um, Cause there, the way he kind of designed it is it's kind of like open field, but there's just like a few trees that you have to shoot around. And so I thought it'd be fun to kind of make at least like one of those trees, like a Mando, like, you know, you, you got a Mando, to the right of that tree all the time or because if i mean people can show up and play it however they want even if there is like a mando listed but it just makes it look look a little bit nicer i think forces you to play a shot yeah yep well that's what the new layout you can actually play through twice and then just play different mandatories on each of the holes um so that's pretty cool it doesn't it doesn't affect fairways as much yeah, well, two is pretty straightforward. There's nothing really you can do to change it, but it's a really fun um, basket is maybe 15 feet behind this giant tree. And so you either got like a low turnover or you ha- kind of have to throw like a big spike hyzer like all the way around it because it's a really low ceiling on the right hand side. Mm. So you can't throw just that like like putter upshot or else it's gonna like land like right under the tree, which is still is like a good putt, but like for the ace run, right. I guess is is you kinda have to either yeah, try to throw a turn or a sidearm. Go I guess. for it mentality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're keeping all the good holes, um, so that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Good good stuff. But it's fun uh kinda getting into the community um a little bit and doing what i can to to help out kyle why don't you tell us about your tournament this week and i played on a yeah this past weekend i played in a tournament on july 3rd center hills disc golf course over in aurora colorado three lakes connected by streams and yeah pretty straightforward course uh uh, it was a lot of hazards in OB that were placed, so it was a very tricky, difficult course. Two rounds. And? First round, I didn't play very well. I think I rated, what, like 840? 
Second round, I did a little bit better, and I got rated what, like nine oh four? Nine oh four. That stonks. First nine oh nine hundred rated round in Ono oh disc golf history. So that was the goal for this. You know, this this year, I guess, was to get to nine hundred at least one round, and then like hopefully I'll be able to get my average up to that point. But that's a little bit longer term goal. So the first goal was to hit at least one round. So eventually, you know, then the next goal is to have an event that's over. Well, I mean, like, you know, if I would have, if it was a single round event, whatever. But yeah, it was a really tough course. It poured the second round too during that 904 round. Like really, really hard. Check out the Instagram for videos of that. It was pouring. So you're better in the rain? I had an umbrella, so I was prepared. Didn't you say you were afraid of a lightning? Isn't an umbrella in a thunderstorm really bad idea? Yeah. So it wasn't. A, there was no lightning delay. There, I, I, there was lightning in the area, and I did have that. My phone has an alarm when it's too close. May have may have gone off. So, but anyway, it kept going. No one died. Luckily. I think that was if yeah, if somebody gets struck by lightning, that's when it gets called. Yep. Safe. What's the what's the big oh no moment going into this round that uh that you were dealing with? Going into the first round or second round? Yeah, before before you before you started the whole tournament. I had thrown uh in practice a DX truth like into a stream. That wasn't even like Oh, no, that's not what I meant. Nah, all right. <laughs> Keep talking. Oh, it was, a, it was a completely different thing than you were thinking, probably. Yeah. No, I threw that, uh, it, the one I found at West Fork. I tried to find an owner for it, but no one picked it up. So I've just had it for like half a year and accidentally chucked that into the water or a river or something. So that made him feel really confident for, yeah, going over water. Felt so good. It was, I, that, and it was the safe play. Like, there's water to the left, and then the there's a whole layup zone, and then there was water to the right, just in this little stream. So this whole layup zone is all good, but I shank it to the right in practice and put it in that little stream. Yeah, really bad. Anyway, uh, I also lost a DX Truth first round on the one of two like water carry holes that are islands. The number one. Uh, no, that is number 20, 19, 19, 19, mm. number 19. Gotcha. So it was like you had to, it was the same pond. You had to throw over it on the left-hand side of it. So it was a water carry hyzer the entire way. And then same thing on the other side, water carry hyzer pretty much the entire way. The first one was longer. The second one was shorter, but that's the one that I put the truth into the water. It skipped off the water, hit the bushes, so and then went back in. But it was just like a steep uh, pond, so it was gone. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Murky water. Yeah. I had been working on that one for quite a while, so that one was a little bit sad to lose. The Ono was... moment I was thinking of was how you didn't have your turn, your trusty G-Star turn for the tournament, and you had to rush out and try to buy discs to replace it. That did happen. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me, Eric. <laughs> if anybody has a G-Star turn, 
specifically a pink one that you want to sell us, hit us or up. Or a purple, or a blue, or... I mean, I'm down. I don't care. Pink's preferred. But pink is preferred. But I really like the feel of the purple G-Star turn. So that one is, that one is really good. But I, I lost that one at hole 17, Prickly Pines. So if, if you found one, too, hit us up because it's his. Right. If you found a turn with my number on it. Oh, man. But yeah, I didn't place very well, but mission accomplished with the 904 rated round. So Yeah. Which is sweet. Now I got to catch up to him. Coming for you, Kyle. I know you can do it. Yeah, I think I can. We're at the same level, Eric. I think I can. I think I can. Don't you think? When we were playing yeah. together, didn't you feel like we were pretty similar? Yeah, I know I can shoot a 900 rated round. It's just about actually doing it. Yeah, it's really difficult to actually do it in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I've had I've had amazing rounds at Wix. I've had amazing rounds at Freeland. And then when it gets to come to do it when I need to, it's like, eh, you're all right. You know, right. Eh. You didn't want to play that well. Yeah. So. No, but last hole at the tournament it, for for that, what we were doing was uh, Island. No, not an Island hole. It was Hazard right up next to the basket. And I had like a 120 foot look for the upshot because of my drive landed pretty short. So I had that, like, do I turn sideways and use my zone? And the basket is on a ridge, so slopes down toward the pond. So zone on a hyzer. Like I, I could have gone forehand, but I don't trust myself that far. And then I, I went, well, I'll just jump putt it. Worst case scenario, I land short. In the hazard? That's fine. Is that was the hazard short? No, sh- there was oh. no hazard short. It was just like wrapped up around the basket. Okay. So how'd the jump putting go? Uh, Emac Judge, right into the hazard. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like pin high, right into the hazard. Oh man, better than going into the water though, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So it took a four on the last hole. Still got a nine hundred rated round. So follow your dreams, guys. Start a disc golf podcast. This was our dream. We dream big. Also, in Ono Disc Golf news this week, I started a league. So I'm sure you've seen enough about, like, the Cassidy Disc Golf Course. Well, there's not really, like, a community based around it. So I just started a Facebook page, started inviting everybody I knew that plays disc golf in the area. And I just said, hey. Let's come out and play on Thursday. I didn't charge anything for it. I just gave out a couple discs as prizes that I've had sitting in my collection for a little while that I don't plan on throwing. And everybody really loved it and planning on more for next week. So I'm pretty pumped about that. It's just singles league for right now, but we're working on it becoming random doubles. Just because it makes it a little bit easier for lesser skilled players to join If not, usually when you do singles leagues, you know, like the same five guys will keep kind of like fighting for those top spots. So, yeah, pretty pumped, pretty excited. Uh, Be tomorrow when you're listening to this for our second day of leagues. So if you're in the area. Yeah. Check us out. Go play play disc golf with Eric. Yep. Yeah. 
I don't know what the prizes are for this week, but there's still a sweet Cayman up for grabs if somebody hits an ace. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What is what's the difference between a league and a tag match? Well, I don't know how you guys do tags, but the couple tag rounds I have played, it's literally just like a casual round, but whoever wins at the end of the like whoever does best takes home the lowest number tag. So the different for me for leagues is after I think not this week, but next week is where I'm going to start keeping track of points. And then there'll be a winner at the end of the season too, as well as like how well you shot. Um, and then leagues, there's usually like a buy-in. It's usually, it's kind of like a mini tournament. It's like a mini one round tournament. Uh, everybody buys in, you know, it's usually $5 to buy in. This is how they do it here. $5 to buy in. You can buy into an ACE pool. You can buy into a CTP. Um, and then there's usually like a dollar for club fund. So it's usually like $10 if you want all in. And then the top three or top 40% will take home a prize, like a cash prize. And then there's CTP prizes. And then there's, um, an ACE pool that continually builds until it's hit. That's at least from what I have joined in on and have seen in the area, that's how they do leagues here. If I'm doing it wrong, well, everybody seems to enjoy it. So so the only difference really is the cumulative thing? Probably, yeah. That I sounds don't, again, exactly the same as tags. I, just... Like I said, the only tag rounds I've ever done is show up, play, whoever wins, takes home the lowest tag. And that's it. That's what I tags are. I've only done two two tags, so... Yeah. Yeah. But there was like none of like the CTP prizes or like cash prizes or anything like that. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. I I feel like those are just things that some people add on for tags. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure people could do it. I know there's a big in Freeland, there's a big, they do like, they get as many people as they can to come together for a tag round um, once a month. But this was just like the, like the team DM bin bag tag. So it's like, if there's somebody in my area, then I'll try to go meet them. That makes sense. But it's like the same thing. It, it's not quite a casual round for tags. You, you follow tournament rules, really. I feel like you should be following tournament rules pretty much all the time. All the time, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even you can throw your extra shots, just don't count them. You know, like. Right. You, right. you can throw an extra drive, but can't go count it from your first drive. It's just going to mess you up in the long run if you're playing best shot with yourself. True story. Unless it's or pouring play. out, then then eh. or play worse shot with yourself. That's how you get better. Yeah, that'll make you better. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, going talking about tags. How was running tags for you? I got had the pleasure of kind of filling in for my buddy Garrett. He's been running a Monday morning tags over in Village Greens over. Uh, I think that's also in Aurora. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Village Greens, VG. Monday morning mix. It's under events in UDISC if you're in the area and you would like to play. It's at 8.45 check-in and 9 a.m. for the actual playtime. We don't always play at Village Greens, but that's like the home course. We play four. If you've seen it on the Instagram, we have these little uh, cars. Yeah, race like cars. Our race cars. So I think right now I have like, I picked, I just took like the last 
car. I, I had number six going into today. I I took a really bad dragon tag too because we played for also the dragon tags, which is a uh, fifteen dollar buy in, uh, and then you can just play any tags. They they do them everywhere and all the time. So that's a really fun one in the area. And then there's also mile high tags, which we we, we we're not selling the tags, so it was just you know casual. It's free. Uh, we did do a two dollar CTP for two different holes, and Cash then uh, ace or... pool. Yeah, ace pool for um. Was CTP crash prize or disc prize? Cash. Sweet. Yep. Uh, good fun. We had I think thirteen people today, which was our largest turnout yet. I think it was just because you know it's after the Fourth of July. Everyone had kind of had the day off, so they're free to come out for a round and. It was a really good turnout and a whole lot of fun. So I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed I have enjoyed playing in it so far, but now it was kind of fun also kind of like running it and helping people along and making sure all the rules were followed and everything. So Yeah, so up until now I had no idea that many people showed up for your tag rounds. I thought it was just like you and like six other buddies. Gotcha. Yeah. I knew there was like lots of tags. But I didn't know who all showed up for them, kind of thing. Right, for sure. Yeah, it it's the the car tags itself. I think there's up to like eighteen tags. So we're get he's getting there. Sweet. Yeah, and he has more. It's just I feel like it's just gonna keep growing. So it's it's a really cool concept, and he really is doing a good job. And he's super nice. Has a cute dog. And I thought you were gonna say he's cute. <laughs> I was like, oh. We're going there. No. <laughs> no. Cute cute dog. <laughs> but yeah. Pretty funny that the, the day first time you run it, it's like the biggest group it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, that was that was true. Uh luckily he was there for like the money collection part of it. For sure. So it wasn't it wasn't super stressful for me to like have to do everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I could see where he would want a little bit of help too. Like even if it, I'm not like running it completely, I'm definitely gonna help out more from now on. Yeah, he'd just be like the assistant, you know. Like yeah, yeah. If it, and if if he needs a day where he just needs it off or something, I'm in. So yeah, very nice. Sweet. Yeah, it's it's just a nice little easy way to start building community for yourself. Love that you did it for yourself too. I mean, you started a league, but it was very nerve wracking. I was so nervous. Did you think no one would show up, or what was your nerves? Dude, I had I had so many dreams about, like, showing up an hour late, like, myself, like, getting there, like, an hour late, and then just it, like, not going well, like, everybody mad at me at the end for, like, some some stupid reason. Like, it was all for free. Like, I did it all for free, but I just had so much. I'm not a public speaker, as you guys might have found out being on the podcast that i'm not the best at speaking see me i really enjoy it yeah no the little two and a half minutes of like me talking at the beginning and then like the little two and a half minutes of like closing loved that nope i'm a i'm a question and answer type of guy i want people to ask me questions and then to answer instead of just like put me in front of people yeah just say what you need to say because i'm like what do i need to say we're here to play disc golf go what do I do Shoot. with my hands? Shoot. Make claws? Shoot. <laughs> yeah, so I don't like being the center of attention. Never have. So it was uh, it was pretty nerve-wracking for me. It was fun either way, but I, I mean, yeah. It was silly to be nervous. Did anybody end up mad at you? 
No. But maybe. Maybe they were mad and they didn't want to say anything because they figured out how nice of a guy it was. Could have happened. Or he was like, this guy's such a big dick, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> He's probably just going to be mean to me. He's going to make me cry. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much it for the Ono oh Disc Golf news. Let's jump into the Clash at the Canyons. Eric, let's jump. Clash at the Canyons is in Delwood, the Delwood course in Illinois. It looks like an absolute beautiful course. If you haven't watched it yet on GK Pro, MPO card, I'm blanking on who did FPO. But it's out there too. Just one card apiece. MPO and FPO each had one recorded card apiece. But GK Pro had Gavin Rathbun behind the mic commentating. Yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of like a local to to the course. So it was kind of cool to get his perspective on it. And he has like that deep voice that is pretty calming. He's just a nice relaxed dude. Yeah. I feel like the apocalypse could be happening around him. He'd just be like, yeah. Go over there. Go throw some discs. Right. I'm going to still just go throw. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He could probably use discs as weapons if it was like a zombie apocalypse. All right. That's going to be our next top five, Eric. What disc moles would you use in a zombie apocalypse as a weapon? Five destroyers. A flick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not bad. But it was an absolutely beautiful course. If I ever make it to Illinois, it is going to be on my bucket list to see and try out. I don't think Kyle got to watch any of it because he was too busy playing disc golf. But anyway, I'll get there. coming in at third for the MPO was Chandler Fry at 27 under. And then tying for first, Terry Roethlisberger and Dan Schleter. Can't remember. Sorry. They both tied for first at 28 under with Dan taking home the win in the playoff. And Dan was also one of those guys. He I don't think he tours full-time, but he's like a local legend. So Hey, go Dan. Pretty cool to see him get the win. He's got a nasty forehand. If nobody knows what this like tournament is, it's the tournament that kind of put Ezra Aderhold on the map last year when he won it. So I was pretty excited for this one. And he didn't place too bad. I think he was top 10. Yeah, he's right up there. He did pretty good. He had a hot round. He didn't have the hottest round, but he had a negative 10 the last day, which was pretty sweet to see. For the FPO, we had Holly Finley at plus three, Sarah Gilpin at plus two, and coming all the way over from Europe, Kristen Tartar at negative one. So it was nice to see while she was visiting for her to get a win. Three, two. One, top, top five. five. Uh, five. Oh, five. yeah, five. See, I can barely say five. 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 Mm. Five. For our top five, <laughs> top we five. are going to do top five. the top five, our favorite of the 2021 Tour Series and Signature Series discs. Most of them are out by now. We're going to count them down, what we think look the coolest or feel the best. Eric, what's your number five? My number five is the Dynamic Discs Evader. It's not really a tour series, but when they released the Evader, they gave all the people on Dynamic their own like special stamp. So that was pretty cool. Pretty sure AJ Risley's was like a waffle. So that was pretty funny, but 
they all kind of got their own own thing. Now I want a waffle disc. Thanks, Eric. Kyle likes waffles. I had to hear him eat a bunch of waffles before the show. True story. <laughs> what is your number five? My number five at the moment is probably one of the most sought after discs out there. I went with the sexy fire chicken. The sexy fire chicken. Why is it a fire chicken but not a thunder chicken? Anyway. Thunder pigeon. Thunder pigeon. There you go. Pigeon boys. All right. Tell us about the, the sexy fire That's chicken. That's what they could call us. Pigeon boys. Cacao! Cacao! All right, what? Tell us about the sexy fire chicken. I have last year's. I haven't gotten my hands on this year's. They look fan freaking tastic from the people that have gotten their hands on them. They sound awesome. They sound a little bit flatter than last year, hopefully. Maybe a little bit flatter than last year. So that would be cool. Just so people aren't trying to guess what we mean by Sexy Fire Chicken, we mean the Nate Sexton Tour Series Firebird. Big asterisk there. Just just in case. Oops. I feel like... Oh, no. Everyone's... You should know that one. I don't, I put it at number five just because it's, I wanted people to be like, what the heck? They put it at number five? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Mainly because we don't have our hands on it. Probably. That, yeah, if it was widely available and I already had it, it'd probably be number one. Yep. Because they are awesome discs. My number four is the Ezra Aderhold Glow Roach. It was released on OTB. I now have two of them. One for the wall and one for the bag. And it's so nice in the hands. It's got a nice little puddle top, but not too much. And it just kind of just dead straight. A little bit of turn and poof. Pops off to the left. Such an easy throwing disc. And if I was ready to switch putters, I may switch to roaches. But I'm not because... Replacing the sensor? Uh, if, yeah, if it makes like the full-time bag, it'll replace the sensei. Right now, it's like in like the practice bag or like the it's in like my I call it like working my, it in, yeah, testing out bag. I keep like twelve discs in like a little side bag for when I just want to go out for a quick round. Right on, my number four, the Heimberg Destroyer. It's a pretty basic disc. I haven't gotten my hands on one yet. I really need a destroyer. I'm I'm joining Team Wraith, but. I need to get on that destroyer. Yes. Uh, Team Wraith. I, yeah, but I just want to try a destroyer. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, at least if you go straight out and get a Heimberg destroyer or a Tour Series one, you know what it's going to be. Yeah. Because, like, True story. you buy, like, random star and champion destroyers, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. They're going to be wildly different than anything. But, I uh, mean, you know, a Heimberg destroyer, pop top, so much glide, and just, it's going to go left. Beef. Beef. Beef supreme. But I like the design, sure. too. Uh, Heimberg said that he barely even, like, paid attention to it. But it, he's like, yeah, it's, like, random shapes I like. And, yeah. star, you know, star stuff. I just like the uh, halo plastic. It's so pretty. That is true. And that's a fact. Speaking of halo plastic, my number three is the Garrett Gurthy Wraith. Just recently found out, I don't know, maybe a month ago, 
how much I like wraiths and the Garagirthy one is like a perfect complement to like a normal star wraith. Uh, it's super, super beefy. Pretty domey, so some people don't like to say it's good for forehands, but I really dig it for forehands. Um, yeah, no, and then you can't argue with the Halo plastic. What's your number three? I don't know how to say it, but... <laughs> I can't say names, he can't say words. What are we doing here? It's an FD for idiots. It's an Andrew Marwade. Eric, you say it. Marweed Centurion. Mar Marwade. I can't even Mar-weed. say the name right. <laughs> At least we have the right name here now. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down Andrew Presnell at first. That was the joke. <laughs> I'm bad at names, okay? Yep. I'm bad at names. Uh, no yep. no hiding that. People people are used to it by now. Anyway, it's a 7, 5, negative 1, 2, disc, I believe, right? Isn't it? Or is it 8? Mm-hmm. It might be 8. No, 7. Is it 7? I think it's 7. Mm-hmm. Controllable, nice and flippy. It's like, uh, so for me now, it goes meta instinct... I have my pink instinct, my yellow instinct, and then this disc for like flippiness. Yeah. Stable to understable. In the seven speed slot. In the seven speed slot. It's I re- which I really like that speed for a lot of my control distance shots. So Oh yeah. Seven and eights are my my zone. My bread and butter. I've been working into yep. the longer ones. I can do them for more open holes, but for like anything tight or yeah, hitting a line. Oh yeah. Although I'm working on those wraiths. Centurion is made by Infinite Discs, and he's saying it's an FD for idiots because there's a big rumor that Innova started molding FDs for Infinite and just named them something different, which it could happen. You never know. Yep. So. And I think they're more expensive than FDs. So and FDs are already wildly expensive. So not. I mean, two or series FDs are probably right around the same price. Yeah, true. Yeah. But I really do like the feel of the plastic too. It's just that nice grippy star feel. Oh, yeah, swirly. Yeah, it's not very swirly though. No, it's supposed it's... to be like a swirly s blend, but it's it's not kind of turned a little swirly. bit more swirly as it's. Just been, been used, yeah. Like a, there's the edge of one side of it is like a different color than the rest of it. I've noticed. Gotcha. Well, we both picked the same number two, and that is the, the Ezra Aderhold. Ezra Aderhold. Nuke. <laughs> yeah, we were both big Ezra fans last year, watching him kind of blow up. And this and year, watching him continue to blow up. And so we were super excited when he got a got a sponsorship with Discraft. Um, we never really threw nukes before, but now Kyle throws it on every hole, ranging from 130 feet to 300, 400? There's no distance that it can't handle. No. I'm just kidding. I can't throw very far at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like the yeah, most we, stable disc guy bag, really. We both have the 
like first run of them when it was like just announcing that he was on the team and we both have the two series ones so big fans super excited for him yeah i i'll buy any disc he produces i haven't bought a, a roach yet just because i don't think i would ever throw it but i might put it on the wall yeah it looks pretty on the wall it glows so it gives me a little night light Oh, I've been having, I took my Firebird out of my bag just for like a few days and I put it up on the wall just because I didn't want to just like put it somewhere. And that thing glows so brightly Yeah. for a really long time. It's like 40 minutes. I believe it. And you can, it's still very visible. Crazy. Yeah, that's what uh my Night Strike, which it would be like the same plastic really. Yeah. The Night Strike one really on the Night did Strike a 3 on the walls. Great job with the glow on those. Oh, for sure. And it feel I love the feel of the all glow plastics. There's not like one premium glow disc that I don't like the feel of. Anyway, hopping in to my number one is the Paul Ulibarri Raptor. I never bagged a lot of overstable stuff for a long, long time. And this was like my first first jump into something that was really overstable and I use it so much. I use it for, for zone type shots. I use it for I don't, anything, really. And Paul is like one of my favorite players, so makes it that much better. It's like sweet. It's puddle. It's like so flat. It's puddle topped, and that's I completely dig it. Really good for forehands. Go out and get you a Raptor. What speed is it? Nine. It's basically a Firebird. It's like Discraft's version of a Firebird. So go get a Firebird. Nah, if you want to spend go the get hundreds of dollars. Yeah, you can't even <laughs> get a Firebird right now, so go get a Raptor. Yeah. There are some, right now? Tours, like, some of the 2020 Tour Series Raptors. Not So not this year's, but last year's 2020 um, Raptors are going for like 100 plus. But the, like, the 2021 ones are at most, like if you're buying, you know, second hand is like 35 it's so, still like more expensive, but not as expensive as a Firebird chicken. You don't remember your honorable mention? Royal Rage 2, because your team instinct. Instinct oh, yeah. gang. Gang, gang, gang. All right. So, t- gang, instinct, team instinct, instinct gang. Send me a Royal Rage 2. I'll throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, though. Uh, no, I need a Royal Rage 2. Just, they look so good, but I also have too many instincts already, so, and so many things in that speed category already that it's not really necessary, so, we'll see. We were debating it earlier, I I can, I have a star T-bird that would fill that exact same, exact, exact same feel. I mean, you haven't thrown it, so you don't. No. I did feel one earlier today, but whatever. My number one, Eric, is the Big Germ Thunderbird. As if that wasn't the most obvious thing in the entire world. Yeah, everybody knew. I think everybody knew that. Yeah, uh, Thunderbirds are my shit, bread and butter, and uh, love them to death. Uh, This year's version has a 90s theme. They are just as stable as last year's, really. Maybe like a tiny bit flatter, 
like a tiny bit less glide, but so, so similar to last year's. They're really not changing a lot year to year anymore with the Thunderbirds, to tell you the truth. In my opinion, yeah, from the two that I got. I just like the artwork on this. Yeah, I just really like the artwork. I really like to support Big Jeremy. He's one of my favorite players playing. It's funny that we did the Raptor and Big Germ as number one and number two, or or both of our number ones, because, you know, they're right up there as our favorite players, so it makes sense. But, yeah, Thunderbirds are awesome. Throw them. Hard. (laughs) Not too hard, you know, just, like, smooth. Smooth well. Throw it throw it smooth as well. Sure. Sure. Well that was our top five. I we know everyone's got their own taste, so let us know what you guys think is the number one tour series out there. I'm sure we'll get lots of Lunas. Cause everybody loves a Luna. People do love those Lunas. They are very pretty, but they're not not my favorite putter. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We talked about what went on in our Oh No Disc Golf Week. We gave a quick breakdown of Clash at the Canyons, and we did the top five of the 2021 Tour Series or Signature Series discs. If you can't get enough of us here, check us out on all of these social media sites. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Patreon. Shout out to our always our two subscribers, Sean and David. You can join them over at our Patreon community and support us. That would be really helpful and thankful uh, if you guys would do that. That'd be great. As little as a dollar goes a long way. Episode 24, Eric, we did it. Put it in the books, file it. I'm looking forward to the future of this uh, podcast. Aren't you, Eric? Yeah. Feels like uh, feels like we belong here. I feel comfortable now. Feel hot, but I mean, like behind the mic, not not like as a person right now. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be comfortable. No, as prob- a probably not as a person. Yeah. Oh, I did forget to mention. If you're in the market for a disc, head on over to StarFrameDiscs.com. Use our code OHNO to get 5% off. If you'd like to support us in a different way other than going on to social media, head on over to our merch store over at Teespring.com backslash stores backslash golf and buy some merch. Nailed it. Now we just thank you for joining us all again for episode 24. Thank you for listening. As always, if you made it to this point in the episode, you are my absolute favorites. Hit us with a review on Apple Podcasts if you get a chance. It's free. It's easy. Makes our day. So, you want to make our day? Go do that. Eric, I'll catch you on the flip side. Good making a podcast. Have a good rest of your week, everyone. Bye.